This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, it's the Rundown, presented by ExploreStLouis.com. The biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. All right, so we do have Thursday Night Football. Your Baltimore Ravens taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. So this is a home game for Tom Brady. This number opened at Bucks plus one and a half thereabout, and it has come all the way. It has flipped, Jason, totally. It has gone the other way. Now the Bucks are favored, you know, your favorite sports book, whichever one that may be, uh, anywhere from minus one and a half to minus two for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are seemingly in free fall coming off of an embarrassing loss to the Carolina Panthers in which they mustered three points. Yeah. Three whole points. Uh they went from averaging 31 points a game through the first seven weeks of last season to averaging 16.7 this season. They have reached the red zone just 19 times in 77 drives. That's a mark of about 25%. Um, and that mark in the first seven games of last season was 45%. So off a cliff, basically. And I don't know what the – I mean, I guess you would say offensive line, but – Leonard Fournette's still there. Mike Evans is still there. Chris Godwin is still there. These guys are healthy. These guys are playing. There's no Gronk. That might be a big a, a big factor that nobody's really talking about, that he doesn't have that tight end valve that he's used to, you know, relying on and leaning on. Yeah, man. Um, Who's that scrub tight end that's going out you picked up in fantasy? Uh, Otten. Yeah. See? See Otten. That ain't what he signed up for. Cotton. This is what we call him. See Otten. I don't know. Is his... it Cade, maybe? Cade, okay. I'd rather have Cade, Cade Otten is now Tom Brady's. Tight end. Tight end. Yeah, that because man, uh, that man should have stayed retired. Cameron Brait is uh, Cameron Brait is He's hurt. hurt. Yeah. So, um, come and, on, Lamar. And so, in terms of just this game tonight, look, come on, Lamar. Tampa Bay's winning. Come on, Lamar. Don't listen to this. Now, Lamar could have a great night, but Tampa Bay is winning this game. I don't think Baltimore is that good. I just don't like. Who thinks they're good? No. In terms of contender in the AFC, no one based on what so. we've seen. I don't think so. It feels like defense take a little bit of a step back, they, although they've, it, been, it, they've been a little bit more effective of late. It's not what we're used to seeing from yeah. the Ravens in terms of defensively. Yeah, I, I just don't really believe. I don't. I, I don't believe in much in either team. Um, but I, I do believe a little bit more in terms of who is not their record. They couldn't beat Carolina, but you, but you like them against the Ravens. Well, yeah, because in the NFL, man, you almost have to like forget what you saw. In a lot of in a lot of instances, who would have ever thought the Panthers would have done that? 
you know, they're tanking. They don't have McCaffrey, la, la, la. They go out there, they, they win 21-3 at the house. They're Doesn't motivated. that tell you where T-Bay is now? That week Back to could. the point about what worth these teams are right now? Yeah, I just think it's such a week-to-week league, though, man. I truly do. Like, that's logical, you know, but I, I also look at it like this. The Baltimore Ravens are banged up. It's a short week. They're coming off of a tough divisional victory against the Cleveland Browns. Two words, Gus Bus. Gus Bus is apparently a thing now. Um, and I just think Tom Brady is – like, this is his S-O-G-O-T-P moment. What? Pick it up when I'm putting down. It should get off the pot, bro. Right? As a, as a man, as a leader, as a quarterback – this is the moment for your season. It hangs in the balance. You got to find a way to not go to three and five on the season. You go to three and five. Yeah, you might be able to still win your division. Sure, they can still win that division. But you want to also give yourself a chance to win a Super Bowl. You want to make no, sure that's that's passed. Well, I don't know if it's passed, but it's certainly taken a huge hit uh, in the first seven weeks of the season. So, look, this is a this is a the the cheapest price you are ever going to pay to be able to back Tom Brady at the house. Um, and I'm and I'm doing it. I'm in. I'm in on TB12. I know that they look like they have, and they do. They do have issues. They do have infrastructure problems. Their offensive line's not good. Uh, the secondary's all banged up. But when I look at this Baltimore team, like who am I worried about beating me deep? Am I worried about Rashad Bateman? No. Mm-hmm. Am no. I worried about Devin Duvernay? I mean, maybe you want me to be, but I'm not. Am I worried about Mandrews? He's banged up. May not even play. If they don't have Mark Andrews. Good night, dog. Good night, sweet prince. You have no weapons. It's going to be Lamar and Gus trying to find a way against the Tampa Bay defense. Well, it's going to stand tall. They're Lamar, up for this one. Lamar will just run for 200. He might, but, you know, look, I think the Bucks are going to be up for this one. This is a must-win game as far as I'm concerned for Tampa Bay. They're at home. You're trying to avoid going two games under 500. Like, if Tom Brady can't win a game like this, then it really is over for him. That's kind of where I'm at with it. And I'm going to go down with the ship. I'm going to go down with it. Well, bye-bye. So I am taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tonight straight up. I feel like that's kind of square. I don't know. I, I haven't. Yeah, seen, I do too. I haven't seen any splits, although I did get plus one. So if it, if it does end in a tie, my bet still does cash. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers just returning a, to greatness tonight, according to John. Just as a heads up. Well, I mean, I, I mean, the, the Ravens are not consistent in any way, right? They just You can't depend on them any more than you can't depend on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I could see Lamar having three picks tonight. I can also see Lamar having 150 yards on the ground. I think all things are in play. But I think Tom Brady gets back to being the Tom Brady that we're used to. How will the 303 touchdowns? Defense for Tampa Bay, because i got to figure out who I'm starting. I have the Tampa Bay defense. Oh, Brad's soliciting us for fantasy what, advice. What? They've let go of the rope, Brad. You think the because, defense has let go yes, of the rope? Yes, because they're tired of the offense not scoring. So they're not <laughs> nearly as effective as they were to start the season. Yeah. I'd be careful here. I would be careful here. Yeah, well, who, can you really trust him at this point? I who was that? PJ, who was that last week? PJ, PJ Walker. Walker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they scored twenty-one. There was no film on PJ Walker, though. Man, get up out he of here. He took care of business for him. I mean, he, so he didn't handled that play. defense. PJ's gonna gonna tax you, but but Lamar's not. The Buccaneers have a sixty-seven percent chance of making the playoffs. Yeah. They, they wow. lose, they're gonna win their division. They lose tonight, though. That number comes down bigly. Mm. Because who in the division is passing them all of a sudden? No one. No nope. one. Atlanta, Carolina. Come on, bro. Don't New Orleans, yourself. if they beat the Raiders this weekend. No, they're starting the Red Red Rocket, Andy Dalton. So you're predicting the Raiders <laughs> win? 
Maybe if they get Jameis back in there. No, I'll he's healthy in there starting. I know, it. I know. They're picking him over Jameis. I, can't, I think this is racism. I'm just saying, did he lose the gig? They, were, they weren't good when he was healthy. Yeah, but they but won. They were, they were winning. Kind of. Once. One, one. Yeah. One, one. You know, we like to eat wins, man. Yeah. I don't know. I'm surprised. Andy, you lose a job to Andy Dalton, you're finished. I mean, Jameis hasn't really done anything not to, not to, you know. That's what I'm saying, not to get us get pulled like this. I mean, who I th- do you think you are? Who was their? Who's their? There was a former defensive coordinator, Allen, Dennis Allen, who former do you coach. Think you Raiders? are Dennis Allen. Who do you think you are? Running round leaving scars. Didn't you just see all them pick sixes? Had your eyes bleeding, Dalton through the other week, and they still had a chance to win, which is the crazy part. That's what he's telling himself. Yeah, it's like y'all with Silverfield. Who was y'all? Bro? Still have a chance. Well, <laughs> I think we are obligated contractually to say that as long as he's employed, bro. <laughs> We have to say that. Still have a chance. So, but wait, they're they're gonna go they're gonna go to a bowl. So that's the listeners, thing. listeners. I don't know if you know this, but Silverfield's still employed. We need to make sure that you understand that. <laughs> you got anything else on Ravens Bucks? <laughs> no, man. I mean, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to just. Hey, you know, what I'm saying like it's because if if I felt like there was a inevitability around that. I would not feel the need to qualify it, right? Like mm-hmm. with Tubby, there was an inevitability. There is not that that exists with with Ryan. So there is a little bit of a difference in the way you discuss it. He is still the coach. At, <laughs> we, we, you get an hourly reminder. <laughs> get a, you get an hour. Top of the hour. Top of the hour. We'll remind you, Ryan Silverfield, watch. Is he still the coach? Yeah, Thamel. Go Tigers. Is he still the coach? Wrong coach, that, Brad. That was, that was on Norvell, wasn't it? Your favorite. <laughs> you Brad agenda. Brad has there. moved on, has he not? Brad. Go Tigers. He's, he's moving back. It sounds like he's moving. He's reaching deep into the past. Hey, Norvell's, uh, he's got a job, but Fuente? Hey, you know. Fuente, anyone? Do you have one of those? You have a, you have a Fuente tip? I'm just saying. Go What's daggers. he doing now? Other than living the good life, right? That's it. He's just yeah. chilling. Does he even yeah. do analyst work anywhere? Or no. Is he really away from it? No, uh, I, I talked to him a little bit. Um, actually, I, you know, I, don't, I don't think I'm out of turn here. We we texted a little bit a month ago. Um, How's he doing? Uh, and I asked him that very question. I said, "What are you up to, man?" He says, uh, "We're great. Living north of Dallas, fishing, hunting." Attending volleyball, basketball, and softball games with my girls. Oh man! So yeah, the good and that's life. the life. You got a buyout. I mean, yeah. you got money. Yeah, you want to come back to Memphis? Had to wake up late at eight of this. No way. Stay. Put. I'm gonna go hunting. I'm gonna go fishing. I'm gonna watch my girls play sports. I'm gonna make money for sitting on my ass. Would you, would you go hunting with Justin Fuente? I'm not a hunter, bro. I'm, I'm not. What if he invited you? I'm out, a liability. Though, and he said, Listen, I'm gonna take care of you and all that, and we're gonna. I'm go. a liability. I don't do the hunting thing, man. That requires. I knew it. He can't do it. He can't kill the animals. Well, no, it's not even that. It's yes, like it is. it's is having, it the animal rights stuff. He's an, no, he's an animal lover. It's the waking up that early in the morning, sitting around doing nothing. You got your Raiders camouflage gear on. It's too, it's too tedious. On, it's too tedious. Hunting is a very tedious what's, what's thing. What's tedious about pulling a trigger? No, it's not. that We're not telling you. You got to clean you it out and wait, take it home. But you got to wait on the uh, animal to come in. You know, you got to wait on him to That's show up. It's called hunting. Yeah, but that's you, what I'm saying. I, I do dove hunting uh, usually, and you you don't you know you don't necessarily have to do it super. Is that, early. I think that's illegal. I think dove hunting is illegal. No, it's, it's legal. It's it, uh, in season in September. Dove hunting should be illegal. We should not be hunting doves for uh, what? They're they're like they overpopulate in some areas. Wow. Why do you like to kill the doves? 
This is what it sounds fun. like when Doug. I enjoy the. I enjoy <laughs> I it. Bain said it's fun. It is fun to kill the little white bird. Well, they're not white. That's these are not white doves. Oh, so you killed no. the black doves? No, these are like a can- Canadian migrating bird that looks like a. It's an s bird. It's like a spatsy. It's nasty looking. Some of them. So like a pigeon. Yeah, it's it's more like a pigeon. Now pigeons. Pigeon I'm, is the one bird I might shoot. I shoot a pigeon with a twelve gauge. I have no. We had a neighbor with pigeons. They ass all over. Yeah, everything. pigeons are just they're not just a, rodents. They're basically. not a. They're Nasty not a, right. Animal. They're not an attractive. Yeah. They're going to mess up your home. You know, like if a, they're on it. Like a raven yeah. is a very elegant bird. It is. It's an elegant bird. It was a. It was the subject what? of the Edgar Allan Poe it's poem. That you use the word elegant for raven. Well, I, find it, I find it intimidating. Well, sure, but it, it, there's a there's a beauty in it. Okay, in the I raven, in the black raven. Fuente, I don't know. Oh, yes, he probably wild boars hunts. That's what those guys do out in those Texas. What he was hunting, he didn't tell me exactly. Yeah, what he was they hunting. have wild boar I mean, up he, there. He, he they could have also good be stuff. a standard deer hunter. I mean, that's a pretty that's fun standard grade thing, right? To, to yeah. shoot deer, it's a I big target. You know, if that gets your rocks off, that that is an overpopulation thing too. Those things get stuck in the fences, and there's all sorts of problems with those. You know, an eagle is 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 the it's well, you can't. You can't that. kill an eagle. That's a danger. I'm just saying, in terms, protected. Of, in terms of the, you know, the beauty of the bird, the eagle would rank very highly. Uh, you know, of course, yeah. That's why we don't shoot it. Uh, ducks. I think ducks are underrated. I think ducks get a bad rap. They ass all over everything too, John. Geese are ones that I could shoot with a 12 gauge. Yeah. Geese are geese often. And they're overpopulated. They're overpopulated. Right. And, yes. And geese just they don't like get out of the way. Well, there's a reason you know why I'm a poplar they have they have decoys to keep them away because yeah. they they're all over these these areas. Yeah, I mean, you guys don't run the road. Wait a minute, let's stop. That interests me. There's decoys on poplar. I want to yeah. see these that keep them from over on Kirby. What is it? Over on Kirby, there's an office park there. I think it's Duncan Williams, right? Okay. And you'll notice they have like a little pond there, like a with a fountain, and the geese love going there. So they have like a dog, like a a fake dog, like a piece of wood that looks like a dog. Next to that, so that the geese don't come over there because they see that and they're they, f- they don't go by that pond. It's a decoy. So we have such a problem here now, and I do. I see them all the time. You ever seen that dog? That, that I, my my son and I put it in, and I go, "Look, there's Lucky the dog," and it's it's a piece of wood that looks like a dog. Do you get them in your cove? Uh, there's a uh, there's a in the neighborhood we do. There's a park. Uh, yeah, 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 and there's a uh, there's like a pond and stuff, and and, the, and they'll area. just sit there and watch it and expect you to stop while they cross the street. Yeah, which all I night. think is in a, nasty, in incredibly day, inconsiderate, and damn near a single file line. They're Absolutely, like, they're like we're gonna take all day, yeah, all yeah, of your time. Course. And so, really, you got to get up very, on them, don't you? You do, you do, you do. You got to get up on them and show them who's ball. Got to honk at them. There, there's no regard for human life by these guys. Yeah, I, I don't like it, and and I do think it is a problem. Um, I hunt them as well. Like if you put steel in early in the morning before you go dove hunting, you can get them early usually yeah, in September. Geese are a very arrogant bird. Yes. They are. They just don't care but what you think. They don't care where you have to be. Very selfish bird. There's always one watching you. Yep. Like, you notice that? He's like, on guard. Do it. They do yeah. it every time. Because never fails. aren't geese There's very aggressive? Aren't they they ag- can be yeah. if you're like just they'll, coming up to them in a pond. They'll hiss at you. They'll yeah. hiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they got a hiss they, to them. Do they bite you? They will if you get if you if get you, up on them if they feel threatened. And what do they bite you with? Mess with them little babies. What do they bite you with? They have teeth. They a have bill. a bill, John. Okay, but is that biting? It's just, it's a, a little clamper. That's whatever they got. You've seen, you, you Would it hurt? Envision duck. I, I'm Why don't sure you give it a try, John? Nice little snap to it, bro. <laughs> give it a try once to see. Give us an experiment. Let's and get go back over to there. Us. Those walnut grove lakes over there. Let's give it a try. Stick your no, finger I, out I, there. Those those are mutant geese. I don't know what mm-hmm. kind of geese those are. All right. Um, All right. Next story. Yeah. Uh, Lakers. Mm. Ooh, you, a, would you really rather talk about the Lakers than mutant geese? 
Well, I, I think it had run its course. Yeah, once you went that. to mutant geese and do they have vampire teeth? We and got all that? pretty late oh. there, John. It, uh, we, we got we had to move on because LeBron's zero four. My goodness! And this is an emergency for the Los Angeles Lakers, but it was probably that before the season started last night. I saw, caught a little bit of this one, but there wasn't much to watch there. Late, Denver took care of business, knocked off LA one ten to ninety nine. Told you, John. Um, James had nineteen points, eight turnovers, which he was talking about afterwards about how much better he'll be and said that can fix it, but he didn't address the issues like the three-point shooting that continues to be historically bad. They were 8 of 30 from three uh, last night. That's 26.7% continued. Uh, This is from Dave McMiniman's story. The worst three-point shooting start by any team in league history with at least 100 attempts through four games. It's the worst three-point shooting team we've ever seen. They suck. This one, the Los Angeles Lakers. You can't fix it. Uh, L.A. was also out-rebounded 54-47 by the Nuggets uh, and was nearly doubled in fast-break scoring. uh, You know, they're playing decent defense, uh, but they cannot shoot the ball to save their lives. Russell Westbrook did not play for the first time this season with that hamstring soreness. Told you, going to gradually fade him out before they have to, before they trade him, uh, whether that's, Indiana, whoever it's going to be, eventually you have to be there because this team can do nothing. Uh, Anthony Davis did have 22 and 14 last night, but again, not even close to being enough. Here's the uh, here's the funny thing. Afterwards, they asked Pat Beverly about the three point shooting. Here's what he said: Well, I think we were shooting 20 percent, and today we shot 26, so we got better. Got better. It's step by step, dude, brick by brick. What? He and he said that. For real, well, like he wasn't being sarcastic or anything because, else. Because like he, he knows he the saw limitations. That. He, he saw that. He saw what was eight of thirty last night, twenty six point seven percent as improvement, a uh, sign that they are on the way back. Well, the, yeah, they they are an embarrassment um, to humanity as a basketball outfit. There is no doubt about that. And and like, look, here's that, the thing. One more thing before you get the Pelicans get get to swap picks. Yes. So thank you, thank you, Lakers. I could tell at least one of us three didn't, you know, and needed to be reminded of that. Yeah. So as bad as this team gets and is, yep, it's a reward That's for right. the Pelicans who get the pick. That's right. Anthony Davis trade. Yeah, and uh, all the way back to nineteen. I mean, hell, it could be Victor Wayne. They have the right bro. to swap picks. <laughs> could, Man, you can could, you imagine could. that? That would suck. Could, that sucks. It could be right? Victor win by We don't Yama. need the Pelicans getting I mean, that it, dude. It, it, the, the Lakers are going to be a top. They're going to have a top ten pick. There's no doubt in my mind that they're going to be conveying a top. It may not be top three, but well, what can you get from Indiana? Mm. You know, you give them the two first rounders. What's in that package? Is um, it Miles Turner and Buddy Healed? Again, how does, I've heard those names thrown yeah, around I mean, in, in sort of I, I scenario just deals. I don't think but, either one of those so, guys is going to make the difference. But does it, does it get you out of bottom 10 status, back to play-in-ish? Yeah, and probably. So that, that, either way, the Pelicans are going to get something good out of this. But the issue is still the, the bench. You know, The issue is still going to be what you're bringing off of the bench. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just bad. I mean, even you don't even have Malik Monk anymore. Malik Monk's now in Sacramento. Yeah, we bailed, baby. Yeah. Greener pastures. That's right. Money. You, you, like you moved literally one rung up the ladder. We were one of their. We were one of their better players last year. Yeah, and me that, and Malik. And you got rewarded by going to the Kings, which mm-hmm. does, which isn't much of a reward when you think about it. Well, we just in it for the money because they're winless too. And yeah. it's the Grizzlies' responsibility to maintain that. Y'all, the ones that are scared of them tonight. 
No, it's just one. It's just the. It's just one of those NBA games. No, I know, I know. And and this and, and and Drew said it, and I I would echo it. It's never as easy as it looks when you look at these kind of stretches. You know, you got Utah twice on this. When you'd say, even though they've played well, you still that's say right. that's a team you should beat. You got Sacramento, and it's never as tough. Right. When we talk about these tough stretches, usually it doesn't work out that way either. It's the NBA, like you yeah. Said. Who would have thought that Utah Jazz would be four and one? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And you guys spent what three days there playing two games. Yeah, I mean, they just have a lot of vets. They have a lot of vets who are just not going to intentionally lose. You're going to have to trade a lot of those guys. And, and maybe the Grizzlies will be buyers at the deadline. There's some pieces on that team that they could use, right? I don't understand why he wouldn't sell off everything and yeah. go for what we thought they would do with Wimbani. I, 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 I think he probably under- underestimated. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Sexton's a you know, yep. they he's an NBA him. player. He is an NBA player. Well, all of them are. I mean, you have Markinen, you have uh, yeah, I Sexton. Yeah, my guy Lowry. You have uh, uh, Clarkson. Lowry. You have uh, they. They actually do. I mean, they and they're they're. By the way, they're all, they're also wagons against the spread too. I don't know if they covered last night. I think maybe Houston had a garbage bucket back door, but Vanderbilt's you know plays hard. Markinen, Clarkson, Malik Beasley, your boy Taylor Horton, Horton Tucker. Is there? He's my boy because my wife went to school with his mom. Right, basically a member. I can of the never family. remember the hyphenated name though. Yeah, uh, but but look, I, look, <laughs> weird stuff happens in the NBA in the early parts of the season. Somebody made this point. Well, this ain't weird with the Lakers. This is what's happening. But you're yeah, right, it does. W- Wolken had like the he went through and said if you look back at the first two weeks of of, uh, of last season, the Nets and Wizards were both one and two in the Eastern Conference. You know, so just it, that's it, great research there by Wolken. <laughs> <laughs> he really dug in there, like, so, all the way back to last year, three game, four games. His his point was that uh, you know you can't you can't really go you can't get carried away with the first two weeks of the season in the NBA. Man, appreciate Dan calming us all. Did did you need that? I I kind of did. I was I was worried. I think was worried about these Jazz. You know, they're just on fire. They're, just, they're Western Conference yeah. contenders. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, uh, but what do we think of the Nets? Folks, they look like they're in trouble. I know yep. it's early, according well, to our research. Giannis got them last night. You see that line, 43-14-5. I watched that whole I game. I believe that they Milwaukee now, after beating your Nets, are now the, the lone undefeated team in yes. the NBA because yeah. Portland went down as well last night. If we're just making this a roundup sort of of the rest of the NBA team, last though. night. Uh, yeah, Nets Nets can't stop anything. No. Uh, and that's the bottom line there. Um, but, but again, you got Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's going gonna, it's gonna to look that one-sided. Uh, as far as the rest of the league last night, mm-hmm. John's Jazz kept winning 109-101 over the Rockets, so they're now 4-1. and one. Memphis got the Jazz, what, Saturday and on Monday, uh, both out there. And then the uh, I mentioned it, the Trailblazers went down for the first time this season, lost to the Heat, 119-98. I thought those were the uh, most of the highlights last night, and LeBron being 0-4 right there at the top. Next story. Uh, I want to go back to the NFL because there were uh, two interesting trades that took place um, mm-hmm. Today, yesterday, and today, one is, and I think I think both could have Super Bowl implications. They're big trades, and they're 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 contending teams. Uh, one is Robert Quinn. The Chicago Bears donated Robert Quinn to the Philadelphia Eagles. They did get a charitable uh, return of a fourth round pick, but Robert Quinn is one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, um, and he now joins uh, defensive. Line that includes Brandon Graham and and him and a secondary that has Chauncey Gardner Johnson and Big Play Slay and James Bradbury. Uh, the 
the defense there is unbelievable. Robert Quinn had 18 and a half sacks a year ago. That is the single season sack record for an historic franchise, Chicago Bears. Um, one of the best in the league, and you get, and they got him for a fourth rounder. And that makes sense for you guys because, I mean, you're not trying to be anything. You would have no, thought. It it's dumb that we didn't trade him sooner. You've this season he has more. one sack. Right. And that leads to you getting just a fourth rounder if we traded him sooner. Yep. Coming off 18 and a half, you figure you get at least a little more than just a fourth rounder. So I'm disappointed here. And, and it's been written about Bears waited too late on Robert Quinn. Yeah, they did. Should have moved him. And so I think this really um, – Earlier. Yeah, I think this really elevates Philly's defense. You're right, because watch the Robert Quinn that they get. Yep. It's going to be much different than the one that just had one sack this year through, what, uh, seven games. They're going to get the Robert Quinn I mean, that was Philly, motivated Philly last year. Philly is basically doing what the damn Rams did last year. Robert Quinn's not uh, you know, Von Miller, but they have cashed in a lot – whether it's paying A.J. Brown or going to trade him. Trade oh, you're, for right. Him, right? you're right. But getting uh, James Bradbury, getting Darius Slay, like they're trying to win a Super Bowl now. You ain't lying. It's like they pushed the fast-forward button. Yeah, um, and, and they might do it. I don't know. I mean, in the, they, I feel like they have just as good a shot as anybody in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. In the, yeah. They probably, you know what, they probably look at as good a shot, yes. They look at what's happening in Tampa Bay and L.A., and they're mm-hmm. like, mm, they say, why not us? Exactly. That's exactly right. And it's a good decision. It's smart. It's like, hey, they have, they are not putting together good performances. They don't look like they're willy little machines at all. This could be your year. Question on them. Why are they not using gang will more? I haven't watched enough of them offensively to be able to give you a definitive answer on that. Why? Yeah. He's not he's, well, they just, he's they, not being used as much as I think people thought he would be yeah. this year in that offense. They just have so many. Because Miles has been effective. It's That's a total part of committee. It, right? It's a total committee. I mean, it's, J- it's Jalen, it's Sanders, it's Kenneth Gangwell, and it's Boston Scott. They got four dudes that run the ball. That's why. I, just want, I, th- I thought he would be Pollard. Yeah. To you know, to 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 the Miles Sanders. Like you know. I also don't think it's the worst thing in the world for him though, because it's preserving him. So that absolutely is whether it's whether it's Same in Philly or whether ball. it's you know somewhere else. Yeah, I just thought he. I, I just thought he'd be more of a, a factor this year. But you're right. I think it's been more balanced and, or maybe I, I don't. It, it's been fewer opportunities for him than I thought it would be. It, it definitely has. They been. have more guys back there, more options. But I like the Philadelphia Eagles a lot more today than I did yesterday. I bet you do. And then the Kansas City Chiefs also made a trade. They went out and got Giants wide receiver Kadarius Tony for a conditional third-rounder and a sixth-round pick. Kadarius Toney never plays for the Giants. He is perpetually injured, but that may be... They got a third and a sixth? Yeah. That's more than for... Yeah. What I got for Quinn. A guy never Tony doesn't play. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. Now, Kadarius Toney was a first-round pick in 2021, so... Robert Quinn's coming off 18 and a half. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's fair. We got got jobbed. It's fair. Toney has two catches for no yards this year. Um, he's missed 12 of a possible 24 games because of injuries and COVID-19, but in the 12 games he has played, 41 catches and 420 yards. Just another weapon, though, when he's on the field for – and I think it says a lot about his talent that they were willing to give up a third and a sixth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you would not have done that um, if you didn't feel like he was going to be incredible. You know, is this a Randy Moss? He's not Randy Moss because he's not as accomplished, but – you know, could it be a situation where you go out and you add this guy to your roster and he gets you over? I could see him making big time plays in the playoffs. So I think both of those teams improved um, at the trade deadline, which is scary for the rest of the NFL. 
Chiefs Eagles would certainly not surprise me. I mean, I know Bills are the favorite right now, but you know, Bills Eagles, Chiefs Eagles, some iteration of that. And I think the Bills would steamroll the Eagles. You think I, so? Frankly, I think they're going to steamroll whatever comes out of the NFC. You think it's just happening, huh? They are so complete. Yeah, uh, they have been. They have been. Uh, but that's uh, if they'd had a couple more seconds, they'd be undefeated because they'd have beat Miami. That's right. Uh, that's the trade deadline uh, in the NFL. Next story. Let's talk about the King Derrick Henry. And this is always used to not be a fun subject for John because he was a Titans hater, still is in many ways. But it's changed a little bit in the sense because John has Derrick Henry on his fantasy team, so he likes talking about ah. Derrick Henry a little bit more this year. Uh, I, 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 this was brought to my attention for Pro Football Talk. I did not realize just how effective Derrick Henry had been of late against the Texans. In fact, according to the head, unprecedented streak of success he's going for against the Texans. Do you realize that in the last three games against the Texans for Derrick Henry, here are the numbers, and obviously they played the Texans this weekend. 32 times he carried for 211 yards, 2019, three touchdowns. Henry had 22 carries for 212 and two touchdowns at home in 2020, 34 carries for 250 and two touchdowns on the road. He missed both of the games last year against them. So the last three times he's gone over 200 yards and had a couple of touchdowns in each one. No player in NFL history has ever had two rushing touchdowns in four consecutive games against a single opponent, and no player in NFL history has ever had 150 rushing yards in four consecutive games against a single opponent. Henry could do both of those things on Sunday. Uh, Lovey Smith knows that, says we're geared to stop him. Um, but watch out for Derrick Henry against the Texans because he's absolutely owned them the last three times that he's played him. John, real fast, how many of the top five rushers in the NFL can you name right now? Top five in rushing. Here we go. You Saquon like Barkley. Confident. Saquon Barkley. Give him a bing. He's number two. Derrick Henry. Give him a bing. The King is number four right now. CMC. Nah. 19th. What? Wow. Uh, yeah, and that's in seven games played, too. Top five rushers. So as many as anybody. Josh Jacobs. Give him a ding. That's number three. You should. I thought you'd name him first. That's uh, all right. I gotta, I, I you, got, to... you got number one and you got number five. Saquon was number one? Saquon was two. I mean, you, you have one and five oh, remaining. Oh, one and five. Who you have the, nailed two, three, and four. Who is the leading rusher in the NFL? Correct. Who is it? Is it, uh, is it Nick Chubb? Give him a ding, Brady. Hit number one. Nick Chubb is at 740. Saquon is at 726. Drops a little bit off from there. Jacob 633. Henry 536. And he stabs at five because it's a little bit it, – it's noteworthy. And when I say that, maybe that's a clue. Is it, is it David Montgomery? No. <laughs> I didn't mean it in that sense. Bears are not noteworthy. I don't know who Fifth. is it. And it's not Damian Pierce. He is sixth. Oh, Your it's, man, uh, Damian it's, Pierce. it's Brees. No, it's not Brees Hall. Brees was 10th, or he is 10th as of now, and that will stop. He will drop. Is it Kenneth Walker? No. Well, I, I, <laughs> a little early. So who is it then, man? I, I hate when you put me in this boat, so I understand. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you did a good job. Yeah, it was very good. It's Lamar Jackson. There you oh, go. Wow. Hey. That's why I said no words. Lamar. You, 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 we could have gone on. He's, got, he's at 510, yes, 510 yards That's through great. seven games. For Lamar Jackson, but Derrick Henry with a chance to make history this week against the Texans, I believe. Um, yeah, Titans are heavy favorites. I don't have the number in front of me, but that one is at the Texans. Uh, that's one of the uh, three oh five games that one will be on CBS. Derrick Henry going for the gold. Yeah, we'll come back. Uh, that's that's he'll he'll be on watch tonight. You better know that.
because of that, for sure. He ain't catching the Bucks by surprise. Uh, Jeff Cog is going to join us at 125. He has written a column about Deion Sanders. So we will talk to him about that. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And more. So Jeff Coggins is going to join us at 125 Central Standard Time. He is scheduled to join the show, Jason, and I know you have prepared a litany of questions for him. Well, it was a lot of Jerry Lawler questions, but now I've got to get some other ones ready, don't I, because he's been working. Yes, he has. Um, Jeff has written about Deion Sanders and the University of Memphis. Uh, up the Daily Memphian just posted about 30 minutes ago. Um, of course, we, we started the show by talking about the Pete Thamel podcast uh, interview where he was talking to Reese Davis. Reese, Reese Davis has Memphis connections, right? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd his, his, his wife, wife is from here, yeah. Like that. So I think you could you could kind of hear Reese and mm-hmm when he started talking. He kind of perked up when he mentioned Memphis, just an aside. Um, but Pete Thamel mentioned uh, the following, quote, if a job like Memphis comes open who has had success with Penny Hardaway, that's an aspirational program. That's what Pete Thamel said about Deion Sanders potentially uh, taking another job. And, and I'll just read a little bit of what Jeff wrote. That's what Jeff likes to do. Jeff likes to read on the air, you know? Let's see if you're as good. I'm not. You know, Jeff does a Christmas story reading every year. He is the best. I don't know. I attended once. So uh, just, just once? Mm-hmm. That was it. You came, you saw, got the T-shirt, no need to go back kind of I, I thing. Got, I got the Christmas reading. Okay. Um, can you imagine? Can you imagine Deion Sanders? Don't look at me. Just read it. Okay. I don't need a dramatic fool. Not that dramatic. Go ahead. I thought that's what you I'm wanted. I'm going to shut up. You go ahead. Don't, but don't, look at, don't look at me you while you're You don't want me to look back at you? Don't perform it. Okay. Just read it straight away. Please. Okay. Here we go. Uh, can you imagine Deion Sanders joining Pity Hardaway? At Memphis. Coach Prime and Coach Penny, all the neon and all the smoke. The biggest celebrity coach in college football and the biggest celebrity coach in college basketball. ESPN might be in town every week. And no, it's almost certainly not going to happen. But John Calipari was never going to come to Memphis either. I seem to recall that he did. So will Sanders become the next Memphis football coach? Nothing wrong with making a call. Then he gets into... Everything. Yeah, Pete you don't want. You want to read the whole thing. I don't need you know, to read the guts, right? The, the oh, you know the the syntax here. I'm just trying to read the nuts and bolts here. Okay. <clears throat> um, indeed, it's not at all clear that the phrase Thamel uses to describe Memphis, quote, an aspirational program, end quote, still fits. Memphis would like to get into a Power Five conference, but there's a reason the university is planning to fix up Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium rather than build an on-campus stadium because the state will provide the bulk of the funding for a renovation project. The university would have to finance the on-campus stadium itself. So, no, Memphis is not poised to embark on a coaching search. So, unless the season completely unravels 
I expect Silverfield to be back. But given all that, should Memphis still reach out quietly to see if Sanders might be interested in the job? Of course. This is Deion Sanders we're talking about, a program changer from the moment he walks in the door. Game day is about to set up shop at Jackson State this weekend. What more evidence do you need? Memphis needs to stop the slide in football attendance. Hiring Sanders would do that. Memphis needs to raise money for the stadium for NIL deals. Sanders would help that too. It would be very much like the hire of Hardaway himself, come to think of it. Uh, which brings us to the biggest obstacle in all this. Sanders seems unlikely to settle for a job that isn't in the Power Five. Maybe he wants to stay at Jackson State until he sees if Florida State will ever come open. Maybe Arizona State comes through. But if Sanders gets the sense that a Power Five job will eventually offer him a gig, he has no need to move to Memphis in the interim. But that shouldn't stop Memphis from calling. It's certainly worth a shot. You never know who will say yes until you ask them. Remember Jerry West? Ben. So that's what Jeff has to say about... Um, but of course you make the call quietly. Make the call. You don't know uh, who will say yes until you ask them, which I, you know, fundamentally is, is true. But um, look... Uh, how soon does it leak out? Which... After you call Dion mm-hmm. quietly. How soon does it leak out that you did? I'm, I'll bet you within the hour. Yeah, well, A, Memphis is not doing mm-hmm. that. I, I, I don't even know that Memphis will even make that call. I just, I just have my doubts. Um, Look, I, I, I did hear, and I even said this on the show back back when, people probably don't remember, but I, I, I did say I heard that when the Memphis job came open in 2019, before they officially hired Silverfield, Dion had expressed through intermediaries that he was interested in the job. But this was 2019. This was three we talked about he's coming off Prime Academy. long years ago. Memphis could not have hired... Deion Sanders then they just could not have done it it would like it was it, Memphis did not need any excuse to hire Penny Hardaway regardless of his experience they needed people to go to the, to the games they needed recruiting juice they needed a complete resurrection of the program and who better to do that who better to get the defibrillators out than Penny Hardaway they didn't need an excuse for that so Damn his lack of experience at the coaching level in college. It was going to be enough. You couldn't – you can't revise history here. Now that we, Okay, yes, we saw that Dion went to Jackson State, and he's, he's made it very successful. He's been great. But there were no guarantees of that uh, in 2019. And Memphis was coming off its best stretch as a program ever. Yeah, that's the other part of it. You couldn't hand it off to a totally unproven – Coach who was manufacturing grades, you know, at 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 Prime Academy. You just you just couldn't. You couldn't. Even if I told you, hey, he's going to be good. You just you, you weren't in a position as a program to take that kind of a gamble. You didn't have to take that kind of a gamble. But you know, obviously, what we know now, the the, the program is not what it was in 2019, mm-hmm. and Dion is not who he was. In 2019, and so it's it, it's probably a, a marriage that uh, it just it, it the time's not right. You know, sometimes you meet people, man, and just like you know, maybe if we'd have met three years earlier, this could have been something. I, that's that's kind of how it is with Dion in Memphis. Like if Dion had gotten to Jack State in 2017 as opposed to maybe 2019 yeah. or whatever, but I just don't I don't think the the timelines match up for either for either party here. Well, for Memphis, it will maybe if, if you know if they make a change, but I just don't. I just don't think for Dion. It's uh, I just don't. I don't get the motivation really. 
whether it's Dion or someone else, isn't the point that you need excitement as quickly as possible in that thing? And if yes. you're, you know, again, you know, Hugh Freeze, Kenny Dillingham, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yes. Somebody like that. Somebody of that ilk. You, there's another, you, you could go another direction. It, it doesn't have to just be Dion to this point. You know what I'm saying? Oh, banking it on, oh, well, Dion's not going to take the job, so let's just stick with what he got. There, no, there, there's still the need to get things rolling again. I don't, I don't get this. We've always worked along the, you know, subscribe to the theory that, if if you get to this point and it ain't looking good, mm-hmm. they rarely get it back. So make the move. Mm-hmm. Who's who's the uh, uh, Gary? You know, you get on the hot seat hard to get off everybody. It's what we've worked along for a while. Why y'all think this is gonna be different? How much how much do they stand to lose? You come back and you're another season of mediocrity next year. How excited are people about football then in a conference, John? That looks much different. H- how much more fighting do you got to do to get it back at that point? Because it's gone even further under mm-hmm. is the point. So I don't, I don't get this necessity in this case. Oh, no, better to prolong this one, right? I don't, I don't get it. We didn't do that with Tubby. You know, I don't, I don't sense why there's not more of this energy from, and, and I'll be honest with you, from fans, I feel it, but from the media. We jumped in on this too. And it's, again, similar situations. Now, no, it's not a homegrown hero comeback and all that, but whether it's Dion or anything else, you got – John, I, I like what you just used because that's what we said Memphis needed. I, this this program needs the defibrillator. It needs it now, whether that's silver, whatever else. But I just, we've always operated on hard to get back. I don't see a lot of hope. And, and I really get sad when you start telling me about, oh, well, it's going to be better next year because, again, y'all can't promise me that's going to be with Seth Hennigan. I'd feel a lot better about it if you told me, oh, he's in. Don't worry about it. He's all, uh-uh, you're going to have schools pulling on him too. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.